Well, good morning. <clears throat> Welcome to the Goat Rodeo Podcast. Today I'm sitting with easily one of my best friends, Phil Bond, and I want to just talk with him a little bit about his story and his journey to Christ and uh, up until this point right here right now. So hello, Phil. Hello. <laughs> hey, um, <clears throat> thank you for doing this. Um, I know I've heard bits and pieces of your story just so we've uh, you know, gone to know one another, but, uh, but doing it in this kind of format is pretty brave so i appreciate it <laughs> yeah no problem um let me start out with just asking you some questions i just want to find out like uh where were you born i was born here in winnipeg and and like uh, to, to what kind of family why don't you paint, um, paint that picture i was i was born into a very um uh volatile home uh it wasn't uh um we moved a lot uh my dad was into real estate he would be home he was also a diesel mechanic so he would be home very infrequently but when he was home he was a whirlwind um, um, but uh, uh, and then because we moved so much the schools and everything else uh, it was always uh, it was always a different school a different group of kids so we didn't I didn't really have any long-term friends at least not until grade four or five hmm. And when you say that your home was a whirlwind, uh, obviously you're moving around a bit. But what what does that mean? Um, it was um, it was uh, very uh, I don't know how to put it, but uh, you know you never knew from day one to day two uh, how how safe you felt or how safe you f- you were. Hmm. Um, you know, even in even in school, I had a lot of uh, ex- bad experiences. I was a very mouthy kid. So it would get me beat up a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, it, uh, it it's interesting. You know, I grew up in the church. Uh, we went to church every Sunday. Uh, my grandmother uh, demanded that we go there. Uh, I, I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to have anything to do with it. Uh, I used to pray and I used to ask God for... Uh, to release me from my situation and when he didn't I just started to hate him hmm. and resent him like release you from your home situation yes right? yes absolutely right. right and what did that like how did that hate manifest itself um it it didn't it manifested itself just uh um it early on uh as a as a teen um you know, I started smoking, I started drinking, I started doing drugs, I, I started hanging around gang members. Uh, you know, um, it really manifested itself in really bad ways. Um, you know, the the more I seemed to hate him, the farther I, I, I became apart, uh, away from both family, friends, uh, you know, uh, you know, family, friends, and family. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it... Uh, it really put a, a damper into a lot of things. Uh, I still have family members that don't fully trust me. Hmm. So, you had mentioned to me once um, an experience when you were fourteen years old, where you had to take a whole bunch of money and pay a bill mm-hmm. um, at Hydro. So, like, you were obviously pretty responsible at a very early age. Well, I had to do a lot of things like that. I, I was also renovating houses with my dad. Uh, hmm. It was a uh, uh, I think that's one of the the reasons I have such problems holding down jobs is because because uh, I uh, I spent so much time uh, in uh, a very volatile work environment. You never knew whether or not he would flip out on you uh, at any given moment, mm. uh, especially when you couldn't do something he wanted you to do, and you literally you really literally uh, were unable to do what he wanted you to do. Right. 
Right, because it, it paralyzes you, right? Well, it, no, it's not the paralyzation. I mean, I literally, like, you know, let's say he wanted me to putty something. I literally couldn't do it the way he wanted it done. Mm. So, I mean, you know, it just got to the point where, you know, it, there, there was no getting around it. You were going to get screamed at. Mm. Do you feel like those father issues colored your appearance of God or your experience? I think it, I think it did for sure. I mean, you know, uh, you know, um, when, when your father is like that and you're telling, they're telling you your heavenly father, you know, the only recollection you have of a father is like that. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's this, uh, violent, uh, overbearing man that, uh, very, I, I mean, until I was 16, he'd never shown any kind of love towards me. Mm. I remember when I was 16, he, he, uh, he tried to hug me, and I—he literally ducked a fist. Mm, right. right. You know, I told him, you know, you can you can beat me up, do what you want, but if you ever try and hug me again, I'll kill you. Yeah. Yeah. What what bridged that space to the point where you saw Jesus as a friend? Um, you know. I always believed in God um, as much as I hated him. Mm. Um, you know, it took me 40 years to come to Christ. It took me 40 years of drugs, alcohol, uh, uh, the occult. Uh, you, you know, the, the list goes on and on and on and on. I mean, I couldn't have been farther away from God, I, you know. Mm. But it got me to the point where I was sitting in a meth house, broken down, unable to... Uh, to function and I was crying out to him hmm. and uh, I, 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 I said you know like you know uh, you know release me from this and you know uh, after after it, after I was released from the situation and it did happen uh, I, I started to uh, go to church and, 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 and all these other things that, that put pieces into place in my life hmm. I mean, it was a it was a long journey. I mean, at one point, uh, I went back out to where I was before for for thirteen years and came back again. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, it, it, it was a long, hard road to to say, you know, look, uh, you know, this is this is where I need to be. Mm-hmm. But uh, at forty five, I turned around and I, I never looked back. I mean, I was just so broken. Mm. And I believe some people need to get to that point where they're so broken that there's nothing else to turn to. There's nowhere else to go. Yeah. What What was that wall moment for you? Like where you hit that wall, you realized I need to. I, something needs to change. Like, when I realized that no matter what I did, no matter what happened, I was always going to live in this situation where I never knew. <coughs> I never. I never felt peace ever. Mm. You know, no matter what I did, no matter how many drugs, no matter how much I chased that feeling, it didn't. It didn't do a thing. Mm. That realization that sooner or later this was going to kill me. Right. Right. Stepping beyond that to this place where now Jesus is your friend, and you know you've needed to change. What's life been like since that? Well, you know, um, he released me from cigarettes, drugs, and alcohol. It'll be uh, three years on July 20th. <laughs> awesome. Um, you know, that was an instant release. Everything else has been a struggle, uh, you know. Um, 
it's not uh, it didn't make my life perfect uh, i mean anyone that thinks that it's going to make your life perfect isn't for uh, a, a surprise <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah. but i mean it what it did do is it changed me from the inside out and it changes me every day mm. and more and more i become uh you know i, I don't want to use the words a better person but i really do think that people see the difference yeah. I got people that refuse to talk to me now because of it, mm. because they don't want to. They, they just don't. They just don't understand. Right. You know. Uh, but I am not the same person I was three and a half years ago. I am not. Mm. Not at all. You know. And I know people see that because uh, only the love of God has has brought me to this point. Yeah. Only the direction. You know. Only the the death on the cross. The the, the forgiveness of sins, these are the things that brought me hmm. uh, peace, relief, love, you know. Uh, I'm finally coming to understand what a Heavenly Father really is. Uh, I never knew that before. Hmm. I always thought it was this big, mean guy coming down on you. Right. How has that realization changed your relationship with your earthly father? Um, well... About 13 years ago, I forgave my father for all the things he did to me. Uh, my grandmother, who was, who was a Christian woman, uh, she was alive at the time. She said to me, you know, you got to forgive your father, you know. And uh, at the same time, I was listening to some people, and they were saying, you know, if you drink a cup of poison and expect, or holding a grudge is like drinking a cup of poison and expecting someone else to die. <laughs> wow. So, so I got to that point. And uh, the angry, violent person I used to be uh, left me. Hmm. I don't. I don't know how to explain it any other way, but the the the, the violent, angry uh, things that I used to do were no longer. I I think I've gotten really mad like once in the last fifteen years, hmm. like really mad. Hmm. So I mean that's that's a that's a true testimony too, you know, mm -hmm. because at the time this is when I was coming to Christ for the first time. Mm -hmm. So I mean he changed me. He, he always had his hand on me, even when I went back. Mm -hmm. I mean he yeah I went from the same situation I was before uh, when I first came to Christ, back right into the same situation I was 13 years later to come back to Christ again. Mm -hmm. So that to me tells me that he had a hand in it. Mm -hmm. So you now, my, what I see in you is I see you now pouring out for Christ, uh, taking care of people that are around you, whether it's a concern, you know, for someone sitting next to you on the couch in, in Bible study or leading a prayer walk, like you, you seem radically different from from those days. So do you see that? Well, the radical, the radicalization is, you know, you... you you, you spend so much time trying to make sure of others instead of yourself you're, you're getting out of yourself you know you, you, you when you're in when you're not around uh, well, when you're not with Christ mm -hmm. you spend so much time chasing things for yourself right. you don't think of others you don't you, you, you're very selfish mm -hmm. and I don't I still have my selfish moments I'm not going to deny that I still have my moments where I'm like okay I want this mm -hmm. But, um, you know, uh, the release is, you know, the more you give to others, the more, I, I really do believe, the more you find freedom. Mm. 
I mean, the more you serve, the more you find freedom. Yeah. You know, in Christ you'll find freedom. Hmm. A lot of people say, you know, oh, well, you're you're following this this God, and you have to do all these things. But I think it's more that you want to do all these things. Yeah. You know, and it's also the fact that you spend so much time uh, chasing other things when you're not with Christ, and when you are, you have all these things that you 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 don't need anymore mm -hmm. you know so if Jesus was sitting here right now what's something you'd say to him thank you hmm. yeah awesome I'm going to close the chapter here now All right. and we can pick it up another day but like thank you Phil okay. you have a wonderful testimony um, you can see it go just how God has brought beauty from the ashes and it has enriched my life to no end and I can see it enriching the, the lives of the people in, in the church that you attend to so it's very clear the Lord has brought you you know the light's gone a long way but he's brought you you know so thank you yeah. thank you for sharing with us